Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Husky Wire's Husky Talk podcast. I'm Daily Chronicle sports editor Eddie Carifio. With me, NIU beat writer Jesse Severson. I'm surprised you found the time to uh, make it here into the glorious uh, Daily Chronicle studios. Yeah, it's been busy. The uh, NIU football is back up and at it and uh, going out to practice. Um, you know, frankly, I don't think a lot of people want to hear us talk. I mean, they see Chandler Harnish is on the podcast. <laughs> Let's get to the Chandler Harnish uh, interview. Uh, for those that didn't know... Uh, and boy, you're going to say what an interview. It's uh, What did you say? It's about 15 minutes? Yeah, th- 13 to 15 oh, minutes. Oh, well, never mind then. Yeah. 13 minutes. I mean, come on. Same thing. And I'm, you bring in the star power. I mean, we have we had Michael the Burner Turner last year. Chandler the Burner Harnish. He needs a nickname. So it's Chandler yeah. the Burner Harnish for now. They could share the nickname or something to come up with their own. Yeah, we got to figure out how the heck to get an in-person interview with Jordan Lynch. I don't know if the company will pay me to go up to Canada. Uh, I don't have my passport, so need, there's a lot of hurdles. Some more sponsors. There's a lot of hurdles in that. Uh, but with Chandler, uh, for those that didn't know, I did a story on Saturday about he threw out the first pitch at the Kane County Cougars uh, game in NIU Geneva night. at NIU night. Uh, some pretty interesting tidbits. He actually kind of got stuck in traffic heading into the stadium, so he actually had to get out of the car and run to the field. That's why he's Chandler the Burner Harness. Yeah. So this the story is based off kind of the this podcast interview, but there's lots of other stuff to be had, including a pretty interesting, funny story about his former coach, Jerry Kill. So, and by the way, uh, just a technical note, there's a question where he kind of starts to talk softer. What happened there was we were up in the press box and he started to play the national anthem. So out of respect, he's a very respectful guy. He didn't want to keep talking in this booming voice. And so for one question, you're going to hear him kind of talk softer. And so that's what that is. Well, thank you very much for that, because we all would have been wondering, like, hey, what's going on here? He just randomly just started to whisper. (laughs) What does Goober Jesse do? Yeah, Uh, I'm sure our audience would blame you for it somehow. Clearly. But anyway, before we get to that interview with Chandler Harnish, um, again, I want to remind you about our sponsor, Loot Crate. Um, With Loot Crate, you get collectibles, apparel, and more from your favorite pop culture franchises delivered right to your door every single month. Talking a new t-shirt in every crate, figures, comics, stuff for your kitchen, a wide range of exclusive items you can't get anywhere else from fan favorite franchises like Harry Potter, Marvel Comics, Fallout 4, Star Wars, and so much more. All that, 20 bucks a month. A note for this month, uh, the, the anti-hero theme that they have, uh, last chance to get that is August 19th, which is Friday. you got to order by 7 p.m. to get the anti-hero, which is the theme of the month, before next month's theme starts uh, apparently that's top secret, or I'm not high enough it's up. It's classified. So I'm not, They'd have to kill you. Yeah, I'm not privy to it. It's, I guess, above my pay grade. But they they probably have to send an anti-hero to come kill me. I'm sure he would be deeply conflicted about it, given the theme of this month. Right. But, I mean, it is his job, and he's got to, you know, take me. Fit, fit it 
pretty nicely. Yeah. Be poet- poetic. So I'm sure there'd be some reason. But um, anyway, like I said, Antihero. Walk the hero villain line with this 100% exclusive collection of items from DC Comics, Archer, Dark Horse, and Kill Bill. It includes two great collectibles, a wearable, and a coarse monthly t-shirt. And don't forget the pin. I don't think uh, Bojack is in there, which is, um, I think, probably one of the best anti-heroes currently on anyway. <laughs> I, I was kind of interested. Kill Bill, I mean, is that technically... Because didn't they, like, really screw her over? They really did. But it's, I think murdering people is wrong, I think, is yeah. what the point of it is. <laughs> I think she's killing people that maybe wronged her, but... but you don't murder people. I think that, and she was a hitman. Don't forget, even before that, they wronged her because they were a group of assassins. She was killing people before. Is there any Quentin Tarantino movie that doesn't have somebody get killed? I forget if Jackie Brown. Oh, I'm pretty sure dies. someone dies. Yeah. Okay. That's. I I want to see a Quentin Tarantino rom com, but <laughs> anyway, for now we're just gonna have to settle with the interview for with uh, Chandler Harnish. All right, we're here with Chandler Harness. Chandler, you won't say it, so I'll say it for you. NIU great legend. NIU legend. What do you think of that? I was just another guy. <laughs> oh, I, was, I, I came before the legend, Jordan oh, Lynch. But stop, stop. no, we, we had a lot of fun. We had a great team. You know, and uh, yeah, it was great. So we're here at Fifth Third Bank Ballpark. You just threw out the first pitch of the Kane County Cougars. Uh, analyze. How'd it go? Well, you know, I talked to the guy that caught it, and we both were in agreement. That was a strike. It was right on the inside corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was a meatball. I threw it right down the middle, but um, I think it was a strike. I was incredibly nervous. Really? I haven't thrown a, fo- or a baseball in years. I've only been throwing this football. So um, I was incredibly nervous walking out there, but it seemed like it went okay, especially when you have a little 12-year-old throw strikes right yeah. before you. You know, I was like, I got to go out there and throw a strike. So more, you're a little bit nervous. More nervous than say playing in front of twenty thousand people while defense defensive players are trying to kill you. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. I was. I mean, I was literally sweating. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not a sweater by nature, and and I'm out there like I, I couldn't even breathe barely. So uh, yeah, I was nervous. You know, and football when, when you're doing something that's different that you're not used to. I'll tell you what, the nerves really come in. Yeah. Uh, what's kind of the preparation for this thing? Are you kind of going in your head, all right, try easy does it? Do I, am I, am I going to sling it in there? What's the prep? Well, you know, I, I watched, uh, I believe I watched 50 Cent throw one. It wasn't, outside that, it of wasn't like, the best. It was the worst throw I've ever seen. I've watched Jim Harbaugh throw an absolute fastball, and he wore cleats out there. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. I want to be somewhere in between yeah. that. You know, and then while you're, since you're a quarterback, everyone expects you to throw a strike, even though it's not your sport. But there was absolutely no preparation that went into this. So I was, that was a blind squirrel finding a nut right there. You know, I got very lucky. Sometimes you got to take the luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess, how and when did you find out you were going to be doing this? Um, I probably found, you know, the funny thing was I was going to bring a big group of guys out here because I knew it was NIU night, and then I get a call. Uh, a couple of friends had suggested my name to uh, the Cougar staff here, and um, it's about, about two weeks ago. Suggest your name as in trying to throw you under the bus to embarrass you? or Oh, there's no doubt. You know, I think Bill, yeah. ba- Bill Baker, the voice <laughs> yeah. of the Cougars, who's also the voice of the Huskies, I think he was, he was trying to throw me under the bus, and, and I hope he publicly knows that. <laughs> How many uh, first pitches is this for you now? This might be number two or three, but in the past, 
what teams have done is they allow me to throw a football, and that makes it very simple. It's more your element. Yeah, it's more my element, so I'm not as nervous. So I think tonight might have been the first baseball throw. And In fact, I've actually thrown against the Cougars, one of their rivals in the Fort Wayne 10 caps. That's where I'm from. So so it's kind of interesting throwing for – you know, what used to be my rival team. So now you were a football, basketball, track guy in high school. Had you played baseball, like, growing up? or do you have I played baseball? Base, yeah, I played baseball all the way through, all the way up until um, my freshman year of high school. Had to okay. choose between track and field or baseball. And, uh, I love the game, but I'm a, uh, I'm a AD, ADHD kind of guy. i got to be moving, and, um, you know, I just decided to go track and field, and, and uh, I guess I have no regrets. So there's a little talk about Tim Tebow making a baseball comeback. Now, we can rule that out for you. Well, I mean, I don't know. I just threw a strike, so I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Uh, what are you up to nowadays? I am uh, I actually working to Cal. Okay. So where NIU is, and uh, I work in industrial roofing, contracting, uh, sales, business development, marketing, things like that for a small company. And oh, uh, plug-in. What? what? Oh, yeah, so I, I work for Pinkston Tad Incorporated. We, okay. All we do is commercial industrial roofs and sheet metal fabrication, but I also train quarterbacks on the side, so that's kind of a hobby thing for me. It allows me to uh, stay close to the game, another excuse for a workout, if you will, and I play a lot of basketball. <laughs> I play a lot of basketball, believe it or not. So as far as coaching, is that something yeah, I you coach. want to get into? Yeah, I want to coach. I know there's a lot of fans wouldn't mind seeing you on NIU's uh, sidelines. I don't I don't think days. I don't think coaching as a profession is in the cards for me. Um, I think coaching at the younger levels uh, whether it be youth football, high school, mm-hmm. you know, I, I believe my platform, you know, I, I believe the Lord gave me a, an ability to affect younger people uh, through sports and athletics and uh, just making the world a better place and um, I feel like that's where my platform is and will be. Uh, so that's that's kind of the plan right now. When uh, I guess when did you decide, all right, it's it's time for plan B. Like, was this something where you oh, were yeah. still with, like, teams? And in yeah. the back of your head, you're like, I, I better make sure yeah. I got something. It all kind of started when I got released by the Indianapolis Colts. I was yeah. there for about three years, and, and I loved every second. And then and then you, you started to realize the business side. You know, I, right. I kind of had a, a dream come true for a few years there. And you realize it's a business. And then I went to Minnesota, which was great because I was able to, I lived with my college roommate, Trevor Olson, because he was coaching at Minnesota with Jerry Kill. And then Minnesota was just, you know, it was okay, but joining the team midway through the season is tough. And then uh, I got hurt, ended up getting released by them and got picked up by the Cardinals. And by that point, moving around, living out of a suitcase, just got real old. And um, and, and that's just kind of when I had the realization. And then uh, came to an end when they released me in the preseason, and uh, that's all she wrote. And and, and I, uh, you know, I have no regrets. You know, there are a lot of invaluable experiences along the way, and a lot of great friendships. I mean, knowing that you have this this plan B to fall back on, did that make it a little easier to kind of walk away, or is it still too hard? Um, yeah, you know, I think it made it easier anytime you have a, a backup plan, a good contingency plan that's that's well thought out and. You're going back to the area where you have a, a network and, and friends and things like that. It, it was an easy decision for me because playing the position of quarterback is very, very stressful. So um, being able to kind of get that monkey off my back and move on, you know, I was able to accomplish pretty much every goal I had set out to do for, for football. And, um, you know, I was, I was content with that. I was happy with that. All right, Chandler. So we're going to do a kind of a lightning round, uh, kind of short, quick questions. Uh, favorite game to be a part of uh, NIU? Not just best game, but just like, man, I just love oh, man, being I'll a tell part you of that what, game. There was my, and I, I wear this hat quite a bit, it was the humanitarian ball. Yeah. Boise, Idaho. We had just lost in a heartbreaker to Miami of Ohio. 
Coach Kill had left to Minnesota, kind of a heartbreaking situation. Tom Matukowicz took over, and um, some guys on our team really stepped up as, as leaders. Mm-hmm. And um, we went out there, and we just we, we beat up on a good Fresno State team. That was just a <coughs> that was just a phenomenal game. I think that really just put us on a launching pad moving forward. I think that's really where NIU football made that big turn. Favorite Coach Kill story or moment? Oh, man. Coach Kill is something else. I mean, he's going to hate that I'm telling the story. But, you know, the, the, <laughs> funny, the, funny, the funniest moment was after practice one day. It was two days. And, and Coach Kill, he's just, you know, he's off the cuff. He just, he just talks and, and he, he, he wears his emotion on his sleeves. And, and I think that's what makes him such a great coach. But after practice, it was a real hot night. He said, you guys, you need, you know, hydration is, is key. You need to go home, and you need to liquidate yourself. <laughs> and, you know, so he said liquidate instead of, yeah, uh, yeah, you, yeah. you know, hydrate or, you know, get liquids. He said liquidate. And I mean, a lot is there of, laughter? Well, like, are people know, realizing well, it in the moment? Not a whole lot of guys. I don't think I think a lot of guys kind of chuckle under their breath because you yeah. don't laugh at Coach Kill. And, uh, but, but it just <laughs> yeah. so happened, you know, a lot of guys in my senior class are – in that class were, were business majors. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're taking finance and accounting and management. And so you hear the word liquidate all the time. I'm like, coach, I don't have any assets to sell off right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so we just had a good time with that. And that's a, that's a fun story. But a, a really good story that Coach Kill, um, something that sticks with me, you know, that will stick with me forever is when he first you know came to the team, I was a, a, my, my second semester true freshman year. And he came up to me. I was just in the football facility. He said, what have you done today to get better at football? I was like, well, coach, you know, I went to lifting and I did this, this, this. He's like, no, 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 no. What have you done outside of the normal to get better today at football? And I was like, man, and I had nothing to say. Yeah. And that's when he said, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. You're never staying the same. And I know it's a, a cliche line that you hear a lot, but I'd never heard it before. Mm-hmm. And the way it just struck me that day, uh, I think it just uh, I had a revelation. A light bulb went off in my head that, hey, I want to I be a part of this change. And, uh, and I owe a whole lot to Coach Gill. Where does ice baths rank as the worst part of football? <laughs> well, the funny thing is ice baths actually are awesome. No, uh, really? As a football player, you learn to love them because you get in them all the time, especially after a hot day. Getting in an ice bath, there's nothing better. So um, I actually love them. And I, and I would probably tell you that most guys love them as well. You kind of grew up in the 90s. Did anybody ever call you Chandler Bing? Chandler Bong, Chandler Bing, Aha, Channy Fanny, you name it, I've, <laughs> yeah. I've got it all. But I actually grew up uh, nicknamed Chandler Bob because my middle name is Robert. So, okay. so Chandler Bob was popular, and my mom always called me Champ, and some of my aunts and uncles always called me Champ as well. So plenty last, of nicknames. Last movie you saw in a theater? Oh, man, I haven't seen movies. Uh, <laughs> I would probably have to say... Uh, Honestly, I have no idea. Really? I just been never, that long? I never, yeah, I haven't gone to a movie in a year, probably. <laughs> uh, 1 to 10, how jealous are you that current players have the chess extender to play in, in the winter? 1 to 10, I'm like a million. You know, because that was always <laughs> yeah. like a recruiting tool when we were playing. You know, of course they wanted, you know, the, the Jordan Center, which was built. But then they always said, oh, next year we're going to get the indoor. Next year we're going to get the indoor. It's always next year. Right, so, we, you know, we'd have to either practice in the miserable cold or go over to the rec center. Um, which was a soccer field, so uh, the DeKalb Park and Rec, which was, was nice, but it wasn't made for a uh, college football team. Yeah. Um, but we made do, and I think that's what that's what makes NIU who they are. You know, we have a chip on our shoulder. We don't have 
the luxury. Now they do. Yeah. Now they got to back it up. Yeah. You know, we didn't have that. You know, we, we started off under the, the bleachers. We didn't have the Jordan Center right away. So um, hopefully those guys can maintain that, that chip on their shoulder. And, and I think they are. I think that's a culture that's passed down from year to year and from coach to coach. So it's just awfully exciting to be a part of the ride right now. Teammate you keep in touch with the most. Well, I'm around Pat Schiller a lot. Me and Pat actually live together. So, <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, so Pat, Pat's number one, absolutely. Uh, you're a big basketball star back in the day. Now, uh, you know, you're not in your playing days, you can be honest. Would you play basketball during football season? If I was allowed to, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I just, I absolutely love the game. Um, you know, but nowadays you're thinking injuries. But if for, for what it is, all that stuff out the window, if you could just play. So your Absolutely. NIU days would be? Would you hoop it up? I mean, I'm not good enough to. But if I was good, but just enough, on the like the side. Oh yeah! Playing, oh like, yeah! Like, yeah! Games. Men's rec? Heck yeah! Are you okay. kidding me? Yeah, we did it all. You know, I didn't tell anybody that, but we did it all. Who? Uh, what basketball player are you the most like? What basketball player are the most like at NIU? Just in general. Oh, in general. Yeah. Well, I grew up a huge MJ fan. Okay. But um, who are you I'm a shooter? Who? Are you a bruiser? Are you? Man, a... I'm I'm a I'm a slash player like a okay. three. So you know, I love watching guys like, uh, you know, um, what's it? Green from uh, Golden State. You know, oh, he, Draymond. Yeah. Draymond Green. He hustles. He rebounds. He's a high energy guy. Uh, Andre Iguodala. So you know, I, I love LeBron too. I've always loved LeBron. I know there's a lot of haters, but <laughs> yeah. LeBron, I think, plays hard. Of course, he's a whiner at times, but. He plays hard, and uh, he's a leader. He never gets in trouble off the court. Um, you know, he does right by by a lot of people, and, and um, I just I've always enjoyed watching scrappy guys play hard, and um, you know, ultimately be leaders to their teams. Favorite non-football memory from your days at NIU? Any good funny story? I don't know if I'm allowed to One say. That it. You're, you're allowed Cinco de Mayo. Man, every year, you know, spring ball would just be ending. We'd just be getting through finals, and Cinco de Mayo would come up at May fifth, and you know, we'd be uh, we'd be enjoying a couple uh, couple cocktails, couple margaritas. <laughs> yeah. We'd be playing soccer. You know, we'd all dress up, and and it was just, uh, you know, I think it was just kind of more of a celebration of the year coming to an end, a good mm. spring ball coming to an end, finals, and uh, kind of like your last hoorah before you go into the summer. So Cinco de Mayo was always a blast. Since you're a little kid to now, the award that you're the most proud of, whether that's, I mean, just the, like the Burns Smith, because that's the big yeah, thing. Is there anyone yeah. that you just has a little, like, sentimental value to wow. it? Um, you know, probably, uh, you know, being uh, the team MVP um, in IU my senior year, just because you're being voted on by your teammates. That's who really matters at the end of the day. So to be, to be voted that... Um, is just incredibly uh, humbling to me, and I feel honored uh, that I got to represent them. And, um, yeah, so that's that. An award well-deserved. Chandler, thank you so much. I appreciate the time, and it uh, looked yeah. like a strike to me. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. All right. That was Chandler Harnish, really good guy, Eddie. You know, I was talking with a NIU alum before Wait, the game. Wait, is a really good guy? No, you're a horrible person. <laughs> well, we know this. I was talking to one of uh, an NIU alum before the game, uh, and she said, you know, he's very approachable, and that's what she kind of liked about him. And it kind of an interesting story. I kind of, I was on the field kind of before, you know, as he was kind of getting ready for the pitch, and the the King County 
media people kind of introduced me to him. And I had talked with him at, I think, uh, Pro Day, NIU Pro Day, like two years ago for maybe a few minutes. And he comes up to me and he shakes my hand. He's like, I've met you. Like, that was two years ago, and he remembers. And, you know, especially in a profession where, I don't know about you, but a lot of times you interview people and it's just like, oh, nice to meet yeah. you. Even though it's like you've talked to them four or five times. Yeah. It was kind 13, of a. 14, 18 times. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Like, two years after the fact, he still kind of remembered me. I still insist on identifying myself on text chains because I'm not sure if the people that I'm yeah. texting when I you know want to come out for an interview is hey it's Eddie because you just assume that people and why would they you know mm-hmm. but yeah that that just seems like you said approachable seems like that's uh, I mean having a, a football player or just any sports figure that you kind of look up to as a fan I mean it makes a big difference if they're just genuinely likable you know I mean it it's it's hard to kind of Kind of and I think swallow that's your he, pride. I think that's Jordan Lynch. I think that's right. why so many people. You know, obviously the Heisman candidacy probably helps that yeah. a little bit. But I, I think that that's another thing that uh, uh, Jordan Lynch had. Again, that was uh, before both of our times here. But I think that you know that's one of the reasons he's so massively popular still, and why Edmonton Eskimos gear I think is in hot demand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of quarterbacks, a couple of notes uh, from this week. As far as the roster, one the note... The big scoop you broke. The, the, the big scoop. Well, the first... We'll talk about Anthony Maddie moving over to wide receiver. Wait, there was something bigger than that? Well, just something interesting. So Tommy Fiedler, uh, f- former uh, freshman walk-on, starts the MAC championship mm-hmm. game. He's no longer even on the roster. It's pretty amazing <laughs> to have somebody... That's how bad the quarterback situation was for injuries, was you started a guy in the MAC championship game... Who's not even on? So it was like he was like a cut. It wasn't like he transferred. Yeah, he's just yeah. I think he just was not on the team. But it's pretty. And you kind of mentioned you had a column. We'll we'll come back to the Maddie thing. But I read your column uh, talking about the how bad the last three of the games of the year last year last year were. Um, I uh, kind of what was kind of going through your head as far as that column and what, what you kind of yeah, see. Was sitting at media day while you were hard at work and I was shoving spaghetti meatballs into my face, you know, like a good reporter does, right. looking at the media, just thumbing through the media guide. And actually, I, I mean, I knew that they lost the last three games, but and I just how bad the bowl game was. I mean, you remember the bowl game being bad. I, I remember it. And very I'm sure you well. remember it a little better than <laughs> me because I, mean, I don't. I think I turned it off at any point. I kept it on, but I definitely mm-hmm. stopped paying attention at a certain point, other than what I had to do because I was back at the office while you were in beautiful San Diego. And it was just the Ohio. It was actually the Ohio game. I think I forgot just how bad the Ohio game was because I remember the MAC championship because I was there and I did watch most or all of the bowl game. And but even being at the Ohio game, I think I forgot how bad that was, and it just came flooding back about how. They were just acting like they had that game won. They was right. like, oh, we're going to win this one eventually. Oh, well, we won't turn. Oh, well, there, we got our touchdown. We, we've cut it to within seven. Here we go. And it just never happened, and they never made a play. They never did what either on either side of the ball that they had to do to win the game. And then they go and suffer a fairly bad blowout in the MAC championship game. I mean, they made it close for about half a second. And then I mean that offense wasn't going to win anything. I mean yeah. you have a quarterback that's not even on the roster, so yeah. usually that's not a good sign. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. With the one game that really bugged me was that Ohio game because, I mean Ryan Graham he got injured in that game, but I mean it was kind of downhill even before Graham got hurt. And 
I mean, Graham had proven he can, you know, he can kind of lead the team. I mean, they had beaten Western Michigan. They had beaten Buffalo. They came back against Toledo. I, I think that of those three games, the Bowling Green game, I get. I understand the loss. Boise State was pretty damn good. Negative not, five not, rushing not, yards. <laughs> right, right, right. It wasn't that lopsided. But I, I, I think that Ohio game was kind of the big head-scratcher for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that was, again, you know, I just it kind of all been blended together just under three letters, you know, B-A-D, just bad in general. Right. And I think I had forgotten, like, especially specifically that Ohio game, how they let that one get get away and how it just snowballed after that. And, again, I don't think you could throw one person, whether they're on the roster or not, <laughs> right now under the bus like that. I, I mean, yeah, they probably st- – I think they would have beaten Bowling Green, honestly. I mean, if they were with Graham, let alone Hare. Uh, I think they would have done enough. Graham would have done enough to keep them honest in the past that they would have been able to run the ball more. Yeah, but that I think Bowling it's probably, Green defense or offense was pretty dang good. I mean, that's I mean, it's kind of a hypothetical. Uh, yeah, but thing. your offense is also pretty damn good if you you know um, keeping the it would have been offense off. Yeah. There. So I think even with Graham, they at least keep it close, if not. Uh, and then that sets off a whole chain reaction because then is uh, Mr. Babers at uh, Orange hashtag Orange is the new fast right. if uh, <laughs> they don't win that game. So your column, kind of the point was, you know, you got to kind of basically leave those three games in the past, move on. Um, my thought would be the players on this team don't really care about how last season ended. As far as just like they're moved on, like I, I feel like they've kind of moved on. They don't really. I think a lot of times fans like to think like, oh boy, they use it for motivation and remember last year. I think yeah, I just don't for, think they care. Fort player access was over by the time actually because I didn't come in with an idea. That was just mm-hmm. something that it uh, struck me actually late waiting for Kerry to do his interviews, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it struck me kind of late in the game. And I wish I'd gotten the chance to talk to the players about that, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, because if you're searching for an idea, they'll give you kind of the token, like, "Oh yeah, last right. year was last year," and it might be a token answer because that's how everyone it is. would answer. Yeah. Well, and that's just how it is. It might actually be true, though. In this right, case, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, oh, speaking of Graham, uh, so he's kind of going back to the Maddie situation. He's kind of emerged as that backup. I, I know coming into the season, the question was like. Well, would the backup be Maddie because he's a senior, or would it be Graham because you know I guess he looked the answer, decent? I guess the answer was Graham. <laughs> yeah. So the answer is Graham. Maddie's moving over to wide receiver. They kind of played him in some slot stuff. Uh, he's kind of a big, pretty pretty strong. I think he's six one two something. Uh, and I asked you this, uh, you know, a couple days ago. Do you remember when the Wildcat was a thing? <laughs> yeah, I know. That could be. Uh, well, they used. Uh, uh, Turner as a uh, wildcat last year a little bit. Yeah. Um, do you expect Anthony Maddie to have a catch this season? I think they will get him a catch, mm-hmm. or they will at least target him. Maybe in a blowout because it seems maybe a Western Illinois because right. the whole point is like, hey, this guy's a senior. Right. That's why they're doing it. Let's so yeah, in the Western the Illinois field. game, I would get the feeling that he's going to get a little time and they'll get him the ball because they obviously. Apparently appreciate what he did for the program, and they mm-hmm. want to get him active. I mean, active, more active than he would be playing quarterback. Right. Be it, although the third string got plenty of playing time right. last year. And that's so. why, I mean, Kerry kind of mentioned, like, hey, if something 
catastrophic happens again this year. Like, this guy knows the playbook. This That's isn't his first rodeo. Yeah, he could come so. back in a pinch if need be. But and for the time being, San, uh, Santa Catarina. I always, wanted, I always wanted to say Santa Maria. Yeah. Because I ain't got no crystal ball. So, I, I think that'll be kind of interesting. I, I wouldn't expect, you know, he's coming out with 60 catches, but... I mean, it is something, I mean, you could also get a little kind of trickery as far as throw it out to a screen pass to him, and then he catches it in the backfield and throws it down the field. I mean, that could be You would have something. to assume most coaches, especially Matt coaches, would be uh, prepared for that one. Right. That might be a play they need to save just for Western. Well, even that, though, I mean, if you throw it up to him on a, on a kind of a swing pattern, Knowing that, they maybe kind of keeps the defense back a little bit and gives him a little more room. That's and he, he is a pretty decent runner, so maybe, you know, I mean, it's, it is an option. I think it opens up, but I think it's something you're only going to see. In, I don't think that you're going to be calling his number with the game on the line, especially not with the offensive weapons that they uh, have. Right. So, But it's still nice. I think that really shows the loyalty of the staff that they're trying to keep the senior involved well and that can be a really tough situation as a senior where this is your last go around you've been in the program for four years and you're just kind of stuck on the bench like that can be a really tough just mentally like oh i mean what's the point so at least he's kind of you know trying to make his own luck where it's like all right well the chances of me seeing the field as a third-string quarterback is probably pretty small. And he still could see the field as a third-string right. quarterback and getting reps. So I, I think it's, um, like you said, it speaks well to how they feel about him and how they are as a staff. All right. Oh, anything else we think we need to know from uh, any other? No, we'll, we'll probably do another one next week and uh, kind of getting real uh, gritty with uh, season, the actual season starting. T-minus, let's say, 10 days? Yeah. <laughs> When they travel to beautiful Laramie, Wyoming. You looking forward to uh, that trip? Flying into Denver. Um, because apparently we waited too long to get a hotel room. Waited oh. too long. We wa- it's six weeks before kickoff, no hotel rooms in Laramie. So Laramie uh, is the Vegas of Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I wonder if that means NIU's traveling well, you know? Is that why they're out of hotel rooms? I couldn't imagine what else is going on in Laramie. Or is it a lot of, like, alum? There's a rodeo. Maybe there's a rodeo. (laughs) You should check. Have you ever been to a rodeo? I've been to two. Okay, so that would be your first rodeo. I usually root for the animals. Hippie. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's what a Portland rodeo is like, I imagine. Anyway, so we'll be back um, next week. With another edition of the Husky Wire Husky Talk podcast. In the meantime, you can check out all of Jesse's work on daily-chronicle.com and huskywire.com. Also, there's a Daily Chronicle app, which has all the stories if you want to download that from uh, Android or Google Play. Don't forget about Snapchat, Eddie. I won't. You didn't give me a chance to say Snapchat, Jesse. We are Husky Wire on Snapchat. When we are allowed to snap, um, we can't do live updates from practices, but there's plenty of opportunities if you still check us out there. There will be zero pictures of me with that <laughs> stupid dog filter. I, I can promise you. I that. don't even know how to do that. I've been snapping a lot for uh, high school stuff on DC underscore preps if you're interested in that. But I have no idea how to do that. I've just been basically drawing pictures into where people should be, and that's pretty much my thing. So anyway, for Jesse Severson, I'm Eddie Carippio. We will see you next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.